0: In the book of Malachi, second chapter, to the holier places there. But there's something I want us to look at in Deuteronomy 29:29. 29, 29. You can just write it down. The Bible tells us in the book of Deuteronomy 29:29 29, 29, that the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things that are revealed, church. They are revealed to us and our children so that we may do all the law. In other words, that we may live in accordance to the way that God would have us to live. Uh Now I grant you this, as we go further and further into the end time, that being able to do this very same thing is going to be very, very difficult to do in an individual's life. So, what we have to do is is that we're going to have to make sure that the boundaries that we set up for ourselves within ourselves, that we're willing to fight hard with the Lord on our side in order for us to be able to withstand and all the things that are going to be coming at us to try to knock us off our place with God. Because I'm telling you there's gonna be a whole lot of things that's gonna be coming at us to try to take us from God. Now, I'm gonna chastise you just a minute now, I ain't gonna chastise you hard, but I'm gonna chastise you a little bit because I need you to understand that God's tolerance on us is weighing low. It really is. Now, these little things that be getting in our way to keep us from coming to the house of the Lord, this goes for all of us. You're gonna to have to strengthen yourself. Get your roots, let your roots grow a little bit deeper. If you don't, you're not gonna be able to withstand the danger that's coming. Now I've never stood in this pulpit and gave y'all prophecies that didn't come true. And I never will, because I don't speak it until God speaks it to me. Now, I'm telling you, just here in a few short months, a whole lot of things are going to drastically change. Now, you can sit here, and you can forget that this word has been spoken to you if you want to. But hear me good. When it hits you, don't get hit, please. Let's stop getting hit before the fact. Let's start taking heed, or after the fact. Let's start taking heed before the fact, okay? Because God says that the secret things belong to the Lord our God. But those things that are revealed are revealed to us and our children so that we might do all the law. In other words, that we might believe. So the things that God is bringing forth, he's bringing it forth, because he wants us to live, so I encourage us this morning to hear and not just hear, but begin to be and continue to be doers. Because it's going to get rough. It's going to get rough. Some of us, if it starts raining, we holler, and, and it, it's raining in bad. We look for excuses when we ought be running to God. Am I right about it, church? Any little thing to get in our way, we'll take that and we'll run with it to keep from being a part of God's family. Y'all know that I'm telling the truth. The guilty say, ouch. Because God knows the truth about it. And see, with the time that we're in now, I'm not going to sit here and play games with church people, but I'm going to tell you the truth. Because, I told you before, I'm the one has got to stand before God about what I preach to y'all. Now, I can either choose to do what God tells me to do, and what God tells me to preach to you, or I can try to be alright with you, and worry about how you going feel about me, and wind up in hell with you if you ain't kept. And if I go to hell, I'm going to call my own sin. It ain't going to be because I didn't preach to you about your insanity. Now, you got to understand that. Now, I'm just straight up. You know, I I told you, now, I don't play games up here. I don't play games up here. Because I got to stand, and God said, now, what did you do with it? And I'm looking stupid at it and scared to death because he's going to get me. Let's look at this book here today. It's about the warning to the unfaithful. This book, Malachi, it talks about the sins of the priest. Then it goes in and talks about it warns the priest in chapter 2. And then it goes back and it begins to warn the unfaithful. It gives a warning to the unfaithful. That starts in Malachi 2, verse 10. After he warns the Unfaithful, then what God does is He uses the prophet Malachi to bring forth a prophecy of the coming Messiah. Then He goes back and He speaks about the sins of the people. And then at the end of that book, Malachi, He talks about the coming of the Lord. So it's a sequence here. So what God is trying to do here, God is trying to get us to understand and warn us about our unfaithfulness. We got to stop every time it rains, every time the baby got a, a runny nose, or any time we're tired or whatever. Well, we've got to stop this madness, okay? It's gone for enough. Not because I say so, but because God says said so in his word. Now, I'm just warning you now. I'm just warning you. Verse 10 says, Have we not all one Father? Y'all see it there? We've got one Father. Matthew 23 verse 9 tells us that don't call no man your father on this earth because you have only one Father, Matthew 23, 9, and that's your heavenly Father, your Father in heaven. That's what the Word of God says. So it says, have we not all one Father, and have not one God created us? Look at Ephesians 4, verse 4 through 6. When we get there, please say (coughs) it again. Ephesians 4, verse 4 through 6, okay? Talking about this one Father and one God, okay? Look look what it says here in verse 4. There is how many bodies? One. One body and one spirit. Even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. We'll go back to that in a minute. Don't let me forget to go back to that. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One God and what? Hmm. What, the, what what did Malachi say? Ask the question, didn't he? It asked us don't we have one Father? And wasn't we created? All of us by one God? Verse 6 here in Ephesians 4, verse 6 tells us that one God and Father of all, who is what? Above all. In other words, he's above all of us. He knows how it's supposed to go. And he's through all and in you all. So not only is he above all, but he's through us all because that one life. There is a thread of life running throughout creation. Through all and in all of us is that one God and Father of all. He's in all of us. He's running through us. But back here in verse 4, there is one body, it says. And this one body and one spirit, even as ye are called, Notice that you are called in how many hopes? Just one. Of your call. This is what God is saying, church. This is the body of Christ. This is the element of the body of God. And the Bible talks about how, to hear how every joint supplies the other, right? Now, it talks about your calling. When you get saved, every not some parts, but everybody that gets saved has a calling on their life. Once again, the most richest place in the world is in the graveyard. You know why? i repeat it again, because people don't fulfill that destiny that God has given. All those treasures and all those people out there in the graveyard, they never fulfilled because they were, didn't have no passion of fire. They always put themselves before God and what he wanted. And that's why God could never take you to the place that he wanted to take you because he was always making him play second fiddle. We was always committing adultery on God and not even realizing it. The word, he'll explain it to you in a minute. I'm going to slow bake this one. So every one of us have a calling, but no matter what your calling is, no matter, it's all of the same one hope. And what's that hope? That's right. That's right. It's for the building of his kingdom. God don't call us into salvation just to say that we're saved. God don't call us into salvation just to let us play church on Sunday morning. (laughs) We're missing it if that's that's as far as we can see it. This is a lifestyle. And it's an uphill battle all the way. Even when you don't want to, God wants you to show the same respect to him as you do, I'm going, going go on with jobs job every morning. Whether you feel right like <laughs> it or not, whether it's raining or not, whether your child is sick or not, you still go. Now I'm going to get home that day. Got to. I have to. I'm not going to preach to you. I'm just going to give you the Word. And let the Word do it. Because God is trying to take us to a higher place, and is taking us to a higher place. And you're doing excellent. But now that you own on the road, i want to keep you on the road. Because some of us burning that, what they call it, 1987 gas. That's that kind that don't have no state power to. And I tell you, you can't do it two weeks, one week, no. They put Jesus in a manger because that word manger means there's no break. There's no breaking. Once God saves you, you enter in into a work with him and there's no breaking. You don't take time off from God, people. I know it's contrary to what you want, but that's how it is with God, not with me. Watch this word? Go back to Malachi, chapter 2. Still at verse 10. He talks about the fact that we have one Father. He talks about the fact that we have one God who created us. So he asks another question. Here's where it's going to get thick. He said, why do we deal with Treacherously, every man against his brother, by profaning the covenant of our fathers. He asked the question, "Why do, why do we deal treacherously like this?" You know, because what God is saying is is that God placed our earthly fathers; they are known as servants. We, who are fathers, are simply servants to the true father. God. God uses his servants to bring forth man, who's created in the likeness and image of him into the world. It's a metaphor. You understand what I'm saying? That's all we are. That's all we are. That's why he said don't call no man your no father except on earth. There's only one father, and that's your heavenly father. That's Matthew twenty-three nine. It was not by word; that's Bible. But he made these servant fathers. In other words, they're not the originator. See, the word father means in Hebrew means originator. He's the original father, and there cannot be any other original father because all of us came from the birthing of one father, He brought forth when he created Adam and Eve. So, he talks about how we profane the covenant of our fathers. And look at verse 11. It says, Judah, which means praise, has dealt how okay. treacherously. You know what he's saying there? So what God is saying. You know how we give the high praise to God? You know how we sing that song Soul loud. We, do, uh, 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 but we ain't really Soul loud. Yeah. So yeah. we're lying, yeah. but we sing it, Apostle, yeah. I told you I'm gonna hit home today. The Word of God is gonna hit this thing where we can see this, what we're doing. The Word of God will reveal the truth about our living for Him. Trust me on that. And I guarantee you, all of us got a ways to go. That's why the man, if you notice what the man said, he said, we mm-hmm. have we not in verse 10. Mm-hmm. We mean we, us, us. So Judah, which is our praise, has dealt treacherously with God because we're saying one thing out of our mouth in vain they worship me, teaching for command for doctrine and commandments of men, and they they they, they, they praise me with their mouth, but their hearts are not in line with what they're saying I their mouth. So it's a treacherous deal that we're doing because he says here Judah, which is praised, has dealt treacherously. And look what else has happened. And an abomination is committed in Israel, which is the church, and in Jerusalem, which is the peace that we have. Mm-hmm. So false praise brings on an abomination, and an abomination in the church disrupts the peace in the church. Mm-hmm. i just giving the word. For, this is the reason why. For Judah, praise, has profaned the holiness of the Lord, which he mm-hmm. loved, and hath married the daughter of a... Mm-hmm. What kind of man. Oh.
1: Right.
0: That word daughter means the soul, your soul has made company with a... No. So, instead of you being committed to God, now you're committed to that strange thing out there that you're running at. You know, you know how to do You know how to do We get $2, we forget about God. Because we start running at that strange God. It could be a car, it could be a house. If you a woman it could be a man. Okay. <coughs> if you a man it could be a woman. Strange. Strange. Uh, strange. Well, we live in a kind of time. Folks running into some strange stuff nowadays. You know. All we can do is pray for. But the word here tells us about how treacherous this is because we not only did we run after? But we married ourselves to the daughter of a strange god. In other words, our souls got connected to the wrong god, and something is trying to take place here in the scripture to try to get us to understand. So God says, "I'm going to warn the unfaithful." Because what I used to let him get away with in that season, in this season, I'm not going to let you get away with it. Mm-hmm. And you know, God is born with us. You know, he sent an earthquake down for me the other day. We just had talked talk about that two or three weeks ago. And about a week later, he hit it. And then he sent that thing up. And, and, and what I'm trying to say is, have you noticed things hitting in unusual places? Like earthquakes over on this end and, and, and in New York City and Jersey and getting hit by a uh, hurricane. And they, that's of. That don't happen every day. Can't you see that God is trying to tell us something? Do you really? I mean, do you really? Do you really understand what God is saying? The Lord says in verse 12 that the Lord will cut off the man that does this. Does what? Deal treacherously with him in your praise. Lord said he'll cut you off. Do you, know, do, you, do you understand that you can think that you are not cut off and God hasn't already cut you off? Mm-hmm. But a reprobate mind won't allow you to see what God has done to your life. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, church, it's time for us to fight hard to stay right. I mean, I'm fighting hard. The battle, the battle is tough. The battle is tough, but I'm standing my ground so far, all because of Jesus. Cause he's scared. I'm running
1: scared.
0: I don't know about you, but I, I can be honest. I'm running scared. I'm I'm scared Cause he, 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 his long suffering ain't long suffering no more. He's talking throughout the earth. Big time. He's talking in our homes. He's talking in our bodies. I had a person call me the other day. Crying about sickness. I've been trying to tell her two years ago. About this situation. But she ran up on the word Job. Well, God says, I think it's Job 32 or 33, chapter 32 or 33, where Job is ta- he, he God is talking to him, and, 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 and he says, I talk to a man in two ways. First, I talk to him in a dream, a vision, while he lay on his bed. But after that, if he won't listen, uh-huh. then I'm going to put him on a sick bed. you will do it. God will find a way to get us to listen. And the best motivator is pain. There's nothing that will motivate you to come to God like pain will. That's right. God said, if you don't want to talk, if I can't talk to you in a vision, then I'll just talk to you in your pain. I'll put pain on you. And pain got so many ways it can get you emotionally, spiritually, you know, physically. It's just pain. And I don't know which one of the worst. I don't know which one of the worst. At least you can go to the doctor for physical pain, get some medicine. But the only medicine you got for spiritual pain, emotional pain, is gifts. And you can't deal treacherously with him in order to get the remedy. It's got to be real. The Bible says in verse 12 here that he will cut off the man that doeth this. Not only the master, the one teaching this thing, and the scholar. get everything. He said, I'll cut them off, the master and the scholar, out of the tabernacle of Jacob, and him that offer an offering unto the Lord of hosts. He said, I'll cut that off. The no offering won't even be no good to right. me. Well, First Peter, I think it's First it's Peter four eighteen. I think that's where it is. It says, if a righteous man is scarcely saved, where does the sinner appear? First Peter, I think. I think that's where it is. First Peter 4.18. So a righteous man is a man that's supposed to be saved. That's living right. I'm going to explain to you just how difficult this thing is that we call Christianity. See, we, we got this so Americanized, watered down religion. And that's the problem. Amen. And nobody don't want to hear the real deal about what's really in the Word, but they want the preacher to read the Scripture, and then you just start talking Talk. from his own. But here at House of Destiny, we show you in the Bible and expound on the Bible, where you can understand and know what God is saying. Because I'm telling you something. Only what God said matters. I don't care how you dress it up. I don't care how good you sound. I don't care how good you talk. I don't care how good you preach. I don't care. Only God's word is going to deal with the situation in your life. And I mean his true word. And I told you the reason that Jesus hasn't come back now because this gospel has not been preached. Jesus Christ said, when this gospel is preached in all the world, then I'll come to get my children. When this gospel. There's a whole lot of gospels out there. You got the gospel of prosperity. You got all kind of good sounding gospels out there. But how many of y'all know with with prosperity comes pain and agony? Mm -hmm. The word clarifies it that way. The word of God says that no man has ever given up his family or anything else in this lifetime for the sake of the gospel of Christ and it hasn't been given back to him 30, 60, and 100 fold and didn't go but not without persecution. So, yeah, prosperity comes with this but so does agony with the prosperity. See, so you got to have wisdom.
1: Amen.
0: And the only way that you learn wisdom is through pain. Pain is what teaches you not to put your hand in that fire. See, see, when God tries to tell you, don't testify. It's just like when you try to tell a child, don't testify. Mm-hmm. Child goes there anyway, don't <laughs> so... Experience is the best teacher. But here's the thing, we gotta get wise where we don't have to experience everything because we don't have that much time no. as a human being. So sometimes we gotta learn by other people's mistakes. And sometimes we've got to just take by faith. And then there are some things that is we're gonna stick our hands in the fire and it's going to have to teach us. But everything shouldn't be like that. Let's look at Matthew 7, verse 13 and 14. Matthew 7, verse 13 and 14. The word of the Lord says in Matthew 7, verse 13 and 14, it says, "Enter the end to the straight gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go therein. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leads unto life, and few there be that find it. Do y'all understand what that is saying? Here? That means if a, once again, first Peter four eight, if scarcely a righteous man enters in, it, scarcely what do the sinner appear? It says right here, you're gonna find that real way. Only a few. It's not because it's not there for us, it's, but, but it's because we choose not to put forth what it takes in order to enter into. It. So what we do is we continually Allow things to block us. To keep us from entering in where we need given Your life, my life can't get better until we choose to obey God's word. It's in the Bible where God says, I'll let you heap up riches. You think you got it going on and then I'll blow up. Him. He'll do it. Right when you think you're coming out, something will happen. He'll put you right back down on there. Now everybody's experienced that. Mm-hmm. If you if breathe, then you've experienced it. Because that's God's way. You see? The human spirit is so dynamic. The human spirit is, is, is so subjective to its own self until God has to wound it periodically so that man will understand that he is God and we are his servant. So what God does is God wounds us periodically because he knows that when we are wounded we become weak and we become weak in ourselves he becomes strong in us. So God says I want you to count it all joy these trials and tribulations and stuff that you go through. Because, you see, it all works for the good of those that love the Lord who's been called in accordance to his purpose. See, see, it'll work like that for you. But see, I got to, I got to work some things out here. And, and first of all, first thing I got to do is I, I got to knock your hip out of joint. Because if I don't knock your hip out of joint, you'll think you're walking on your own, And you'll think you don't need a crutch. <laughs> So, what, so, so So now that I've given you the revelation that you're Israel and not Jacob no more, now that you've got the breakthrough, the dawning of the breakthrough, the light's coming, now I've got to go because I done did deal with what I, but no, I don't want to turn you up, I'm going to break you. I'm going to break you because you need to know and understand that what I've laid on you as Israel ain't like what you had in Jacob. So I'm going to knock your hip out of jail and let you limp a while so that you'll know that you need to crutch and that crutch is Christ Jesus, can I get amen? Amen Amen. The word of the Lord tells us in chapter uh, Malachi 2.13 it says, and this have ye done again, now watch what they do you know I'm telling the truth this is what they do, they're doing it right now Mm -hmm. in the church this is what they do I call it the installment plan of deliverance. So here we go. Here we go. Look what God says here. And this have ye done again. Watch what they've done again. Look what he he says. He says, you're covering the altar of the Lord with what? Ah, weeping and with crying out. In so much that he regardeth not the offering anymore, he receiveth it with goodwill at your hand. He receiveth it with goodwill at your hand. You know, he said, here you go again. You ever been in a church where they every week, ones come up, fall out, cry, boo-boo, they put the sheet over them, all kinds of stuff. That's what he's talking about. He said, there you go, doing it again. Didn't you get the last week? But here you go again. Cheering, weaving. I'm just giving you what God Word is yeah. I'm just telling you how far the church is off from what God's word is saying. He said, Here you are again, doing the same thing again. Didn't you do this before? Again means that they've done it before. He said, You don't need it so much, I don't even regard your offering no more. That's strong. When the Lord says, it's profound," so I receive it. This ain't too hard, is it? If it is, take it up with God. I'm just reading the Word. Amen. You got to you, you have to deal with Him only. If you think it's too hard, He said, "Verse fourteen: Yet ye say, 'We're You see, we try to tell God what He do and what He don't do." Well, God wouldn't do this You You
1: can't
0: take. Give me the book. God is God. God do whatever He want to do. He don't have to ask us if it is it all. Are we trying to bring God down on our level? Because didn't God say in His word, your, my ways are not your ways, and my thoughts are not your thoughts"? Didn't God say that? They are high as a difference from the earth to heaven. So the way we think about God is really totally different than the way God said it's going to be. Okay? So because we've got these preconceived notions about God, these (laughs) man-made preconceived notions, I recall in the book of Revelation where the voice told John, John, you're going to have to come up here if you're going to see what I got to show you. The voice said, I'm going to come down. Here. He said, No, you got to come up. See, we need to reach up and bring God down to our, our level and tell God what He'll do, what He won't do, how he do His business. <laughs> That's insanity. That's scary to me. Because the one, maybe your God do that, but the God I serve do what He want to do. But whatever He do is just. It's a reason for. It. So, He says, verse fourteen. Yet ye say, wherefore? Because the Lord hath been witness between thee and the wife of thy youth. Whom thou hast dealt treacherously, yet is she thy companion and the wife of thy covenant. Genesis 2, 22 and 24 talks about how a man shall leave his uh, father and his mother and cleave. That word cleave there means to pursue a wife and, and, and the two shall become one. He talks about this. And God's word talks to us about how we dealt treacherously with that. And taking it even in a deeper spiritual realm, what God is talking about is our infidelity to him. How we stepped out on God and went a whoring after other gods. That's the word he said. Judah and Israel went forward and built the see, God gave us a new car. We Mm -hmm. won't come to church because we want to clean it up. Mm -hmm. God gave us a new house. We won't come to church because we want to get things straightened out. But you,
2: you understand what God gave it to you. Mm Amen.
0: I'm in the house trying to help you. Trying to, trying to trying to help us to see the error of our ways see if don't nobody never tell see i'm a pastor like this i'm an in your face i just tell you. because i don't want you to have no doubt about what god is saying see god will find you where you are and when he finds you where you are then he'll talk to you out of the scripture
1: amen
0: that's that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. You see, so when we're dealing with the leaders that won't speak what need to be spoken, that's why we can't stay on the road like we're supposed to stay on the road is because you see, we speak, the Bible says, Blessed is he whosoever is not offended in me. You see, so as we speak truth. It's the truth, the Bible says, that's going to set us free after we do. See, it ain't just the truth, but it's the working of the truth in our life. So the more God does for us, the more we ought to be willing to do for him. Amen? Amen. At all cost. At all cost. But what do we do? I'm tired.
2: it's always something
0: Mm -hmm. that keeps us from that straight and narrow path that's why he said ain't but a few gonna find it and go there in that's his word, that ain't mine so you can't say I'm condemning the church I'm not condemning you, I'm trying to pull you up so that you can be one of them few see I want us all to be in that number You see, this is just like being in the military, you know, with soldiers. And no leader wants to lose anybody in combat. And I don't want to lose any of us in combat. I don't want to lose myself either. So what do we do? We train. We dream. We honor God's word. Because he's the captain of the host. The Lord Jesus Christ. He's a war dog. You don't believe me? Go to the book of Exodus. 15.3, I believe it says, where the Lord is a man of war. Divide the Bible declares, class. He's a war dog, people. See, we don't even know what we're dealing with. We, he tricked us when he came as a lamb. He came as a lamb, riding on the back of a jackass. And he tricked us to thank him. Oh, he's just so little. Do you not know that God is a man of war? Amen. Do you not know that when he comes back, he's going to come back as a lion of Judah? Amen. Do you not know that a lion will consume you? See, we're looking for a lion to come back. Mm-hmm. See, we keep looking back at I told you, don't look back at the cross. He's not there anymore. He's only there for those who aren't saved. For those of us who are saved, we've got to look to where he is and try to get there. Now, at the right hand of the Father. Otherwise, we're going to be living in the past and we'll never get to the future. We talked about that before. Verse 15, I've got a couple more scriptures. Now I've got Jeremiah to deal with too. We're, we're making good time. I'll be out here in 10 or 12 minutes. And did not make them one, and did not he make them one, talking about man and wife, yet had he the residue of the Spirit, and wherefore one, that he might seek a, what kind of seed? Godly, Godly seed. See, he left the residue of himself in us so that he could seek a godly seed out of us. Therefore, take heed to whose spirit? Say it again. Take heed, that means pay attention to your spirit and let none deal treacherously against the wife of his youth. Revelation 2, 4 says return to the first love. You left the first love. He said return to it. You remember how one time we were so dedicated and in love with Jesus? You remember that? It was a love of faith. And and, and we would just run to get the word of God and just to to hear our husband talk to us. But now, we've treacherously in our praise so long Until we find it a task and a chore just to pick up the Bible in the morning just to get a word from the Lord. I'm in the house. I know I'm in the house. I know. I know. And God, bearing witness to it all, take time for God before you do anything else. Be sure to do that. If you, you remember when I told you the way you show and present yourself to God, that's how God will present Himself to you? That's that's what. It is. If you show yourself respectful to God, God will show up respectful in your life. But if you show yourself disrespectful, and when we show ourselves disrespectful, this is what we do. He says in the book of Proverbs that we ought to honor the Lord with our substance and with the first fruits of our increase. That means every morning that we wake up, we won't even talk about money. We're talking about spiritual giving to God. Every morning that we get up is an increase in our life because our life is extended. He said give the first fruit to him. That's what he said, right? So when we get up, first thing we need to do is give Him hands. Now how many of us, don't raise your hand, please don't. How many of us are doing that? Please don't raise your hand. I'm not trying to embarrass nobody. Because if that's the fact, all is give at some point in time. Amen. So don't raise your hand. It's not necessary. Because the Lord already knows this. But God wants us to return back to our first love. We've left it. Verse 16 says, For the Lord, the God of Israel, saith that he hated putting away. He doesn't like that. For one covereth violence with his garment, said the Lord of hosts, therefore take heed to your spirit, he says it again, and deal not treacherously. Okay? And deal not treacherously. Let's go to
1: Jeremiah
0: The third chapter. Jeremiah, third chapter, six through ten. Begin with it. I'm just going to run through it. I'm going to get us on out here. Are we there? This is the word. "The The Lord said unto, also unto me, Me is Jeremiah, whom God has appointed. In the day, Jeremiah means whom God has appointed. And the Lord has appointed us. And He's speaking to us. He says, The Lord said unto me, somebody say "Me." me. He's speaking to me. He said, In the days of Josiah, which whom God healed, do we not need healing? He says, In the days that you need a healing, Josiah the king, has thou seen that which backsliding Israel hath done? She has gone up upon every... Talking about the church now. She has gone up upon every high mountain. Mm. Now she got a skirt on now. Mm. She has a skirt on. And she done made it short. Now she done went well on a high mountain. You understand what I'm saying? This is what God is saying. And under every green tree, meaning everything that's alive in us, that's growing in us, that's had strength in us, and there had played the harlot. Y'all know what that harlot is. Huh? She done went up on every high place, every high mountain. And every time God strengthened us, we played a harlot with it. Every green time. That's true. That you see it? And I said after she had done all these things, turn thou unto me. But she returned not. And her treacherous sister, uh-oh, Judah, saw it. You see that? That means your praise saw it. Not only did the church see it, not only did the church do it, But oh, praise God. But look at verse 8. And I saw when for all the causes whereby backsliding Israel committed adultery, I had put her away and given her a bill of divorcement, yet her treacherous sister What did she do? Feared not. She didn't fear, but went and played the harlot. Also, one father of the did. So, when the church starts leading and living in a righteous way with God. Then we begin to go up on the high place and every green thing and we play them off. Because we start doing other things that we shouldn't be shouldn't be doing, but that's what we're doing. Now our praise follows suit. Because listen, if if your lifestyle, listen to me, good. If your lifestyle is contaminated, then your praise is too. I don't care how much you get up and sing or whatever you do, if your lifestyle is contaminated, here your phrase is. I'm just praying up now. Say so she followed suit. And it came to pass through the likeness of her whoredom. That she defiled the land. See, she took it lightly. She didn't think God was going to do what he did. She took God lightly. And committed adultery with stones and with stocks. In other words, every thought that she had became adulterous. She became so worldly. That every, see, 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 that's why has become so worldly. Because, you see, they give praise to God for for things. Amen. They don't give praise to God because he's God. They give praise to God because of things. So they become contaminated. They contaminate the sanctuary with them. They become part of the money changes in their praise. And yet for all this, look how good God is. And yet for all this, her treacherous sister Judah had not turned unto me with her whole heart, but seen but thinkingly, saith the Lord. Verse fourteen: Turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord, for I am married unto you. See, God is married to the backsliding, yeah. and I will take you one of a city, mm-hmm, and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. See, he ain't gonna take everybody out of the city. He ain't gonna take everybody out to a family and bring them in. He's gonna take only those who it. You see yes, what right. I'm saying? I'm getting with the words. See, we, we, we try to bring a whole bunch of folk along that ain't that ain't equipped. <laughs> it, ain't, it, ain't, it won't work. You see? Because God is the one that does the kick in. Amen. You know what I mean? He said, I'm going to take one out of the city, two out of the family. And I'm going to be the one to bring the design. He said, I'm going to pick them, and I'm going to be the one to carry That's what his word says. Give me word, that's all. See, God don't want us to waste our time on that which is not wanting to go where we're trying to get to. See, we got, we got a destination. And God has taken, has taken us into a destiny. See, God, this ministry is moving. This ministry is going to, to all, all over. Now we, we're into this TV thing, and we're going in. We're reaching to people, and we've got to get in together so that it can be the way that's appropriate so that we can get those that are there that God has to hear His word so that people can hear it. So, as long as we are faithful, I have no problem investing in you. In you. Whatever it costs, I'll invest in you to make things nice here, to make things equitable here. And I will give you pastors, verse 15. After he says, I'm going to take one out of the city and two out of the family. He says, now I'm going to give and bring them into Zion. And verse 15 says, and I will give you pastors according to my heart. Not their own heart, but according to my heart. Which shall do what? Feed you with what? Knowledge and, and what? Man. That's what I'm talking about. That's the key right there, sir. That's the key, that's the key. Right there, Deacon. that's the key. Being fed with knowledge and understanding. God's word said, I would rather you know the knowledge you need than to give me a sacrifice. I desire you knowing me. I don't want to know the actions of me. I don't need to know the acts of God. Church folk love the acts of God, but I want to know like Moses knew. I want to know the ways of God. Amen. Because if you know the ways of God, then you don't have to see people get healed. You know they get healed. See, I see that. All, all we do, we got. I guarantee you, this intercessory prayer team that we got that that, that, that brings forth prayers every night, young folk. Got some power with them. Amen. Now I'm telling you, God has released such an incredible number. And these are the folk that are laboring, truly laboring. These are laborers. They ain't playing. And you never see them. You never see them in action. But they do it every night. But God sees them. And God will miracles. Caution. Because that's God. So forget about wanting to see somebody get healed. Learn God's ways, and you won't have to worry about it and get healed. You'll just speak the word. Forget about seeing somebody speak in tongues. You know, forget that. That don't save nobody. Amen. Forget that. See, you're looking for the acts. You hear people all the time, man, I want us to go back to acts. I don't want to go back to acts. I want to go far. I want to go where Jesus is that way. You know what I'm saying? I'll go back to Acts and bring it into my life today. But I don't want to take the church back. Because if we take the church back, that means that somewhere all that time that has elapsed, we have, to have learned something, and God has to have done something more than what He's done. Back then, yes. So to go back means that we've got to kill off everything that he's done for the church since then. So I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that, and I don't want to do that to God's people. See, I'm not looking for the acts. See, the Bible says that God showed Israel his acts, but he showed Moses his ways. I'm interested in knowing God's ways. When you know God's ways, you know How to get him to act. Oh, y'all know him in that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. See, once you know his ways, that means you've got knowledge and understanding. understanding. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'll give you pastors that will give you knowledge and understanding. Ain't that what he said? Mm -hmm. So, once you know God's ways, that means you've got the mind of Christ in you that will stick with you. But that little act that you saw got to have another act. Look at the children of Israel. He give them this. He opened the Red Sea, and guess what? When they long for, he had to bring them some water. You know, they were always complaining because they forget. See, the acts of God will cause you to simply sin, have an emotional upheaval about it, and then move on and forget about it. And then you have to show you to something else. That's what the acts do. See, church is caught up on the acts of God. God wants us to get caught up on the ways of Him, Amen. so that you can know and understand who God is in us and, and who we are in Him. Know who we are. God is doing a powerful thing. You want to be healed, just be healed. You ain't got to go through no antics. Those are acts of God. But when you know the ways of God, then you know like Jesus. Jesus said, be healed. Did not He? And Cameron on was getting quiet because he knew the ways of this thing. Right. See, we're trying to take it to another dimension at another level about the ways instead of the acts. Because the acts keep you, keep God having to throw you a bone. Mm-hmm. And it should come to pass. Verse 16. When ye be multiplied and increased in the land. Listen to me. In those days, saith the Lord, they shall say no more the offer of the covenant and of the Lord. Neither shall it come to mind, neither shall they remember it, neither they shall they visit it, neither shall they be done anymore. In other words, what he's saying is, is that when you, when, you, when you get to where you're supposed to be, and when we get to where we're supposed to be in this thing, then the rest of all these things that we used to do, that's it. I'm going to read one more scripture and I'm closing. Here, here we go. I'm going to close this thing with comfort to you. I'm not going to leave you uncomfortable. Uncom- un- 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 Jeremiah 9, verse 2. Close. Here's what God's looking for. He says, All oh, that I had in the wilderness. This is Jeremiah 9, the one that God has appointed. He said, All oh, that I had. And we've all been appointed. All oh, that I had in the wilderness a lodging place of wayfaring men, that I might leave my people and go from them, for they be all adulterers, an assembly of treacherous men. This is what we're looking for, people. We are looking that wilderness is this earthly life of existence, okay? And what the man of God is saying here is that he wants to find while in this earthly life of existence, this wilderness that we're in, he wants to find a lodging place and an assembly of people who are wayfaring men. That means they are travelers in God. Remember, in the beginning, when God breathed the breath of life in man, man became a living what? And that word in Hebrew, soul, means he took on a journey with God. That's a traveler. The man of God is saying here, I want to find some more travelers in the way of God that I'm traveling in. He said, Because this assembly of my people, I got to get away from them, because the assembly of my people, they're treacherous. See, that's what he's saying about church folk. So, what we're doing here at House of Destiny, we're finding. And we're praying, and we're asking God to continue to bless us with travelers in this thing. People that want to go somewhere in God. Amen. Not just go somewhere in the church, but go somewhere with God. Big difference. Amen. Big difference. So with that in mind, church, if you need a CD, get one, y'all to, But regardless, Amen. what I want you to do is. I want you to understand what God has said here today. I really do. You need to understand what God is saying here today, and you need to understand that some things are coming down the pipe. So when you're young of you, we work. Save your money. Give me good at church really good. Save your money. Don't go out and start buying this and start buying that. You've been doing all right without it. Just save some money. Some things are coming on the face of this earth. It's not going to be long, just a few months. It's my case. Come on up then. Come on up a bit.